Let's put our hands together and welcome Pastor Wilbert. Come and minister to us. you to raise your hands above your heads and clap that Jesus. Give him praise. Come on, give him praise. Glory to God. Um, the Sunday school was asked to release you. Go to Sunday school. Can we uh, raise our hands? Father, we bless our Holy Spirit, we ask you to minister to them. We invite you to come and minister to our kids. Lord, we dedicate them to you. They will never, never be corrupted. They will never be world, but they will belong to the church and to their families. And Father, they will help their society. They will build society. These are people of purpose, people of vision, and people of destiny. In Jesus' mighty name, we declare. Amen. So we release them, choir. Thank you very, very, very much. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Glory to God. Now, Ashes, is it okay? Because I have people sitting on the other side. I can't see them very well. And I want to see everyone's face. Um, can I ask those that are sitting far away that I cannot see, if I can't see you, please come and sit here so I can see you. Is that okay? Still, there are some beautiful faces I can't see properly. I want to see those faces. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Um, we, we are blessed to be today. Again, I'm so honored to come back home, come back to uh, my city, my nation, and coming back home in my church to see my own people. What a blessing. Now, I have two groups of people here to impress. Uh, the Swedish people and uh, the Ugandan people. 
But you see, you have to understand that I'm in the middle and I have to please both groups and I have to impress all of you. I love my country, Sweden. It is my second home. That's where I'm raising my kids and you know that is important. So God may bless Sweden and God bless Uganda. I'm going to ask uh, the team from Sweden to come and uh, we're going to introduce ourselves to the family in Uganda. Please, the team from Sweden, come. And uh, be introduced to your sisters and brothers that you're meeting for the first time. Some of you are meeting them for the first time. Some of you have been here before. Now, this is very important that I'm about to mention. Are you already an usher here? Yes. Great. Yeah, that's what I'm going to talk about. That's what I, he's an usher in Sweden. So, now this is what I'm going to talk about. And this is very important. Please take note of this. Uh, these are not guests. You are non-visitors. You're home. Uh, we are one church, but we are in different locations. Take note of that. Okay, we are city church, but in different locations. In Sweden, we have uh, city church has three congregations: uh, the international congregation, the Swedish congregation in Stockholm, and Yenesam. Yenesam is we are taking care of that congregation. So we have basically, and we are beginning um, new congregations very soon. We have home home churches that are running right now. So we are a big church, and we have a church in. Um, um, Colombia. So we are in different locations, but one church. So this is City Church. We are City Church. You are welcome to Stockholm and you're welcome to Uganda. So you're meeting your brothers and sisters for the first time. Some of you is going to be your second time or it's your second time already. Okay, I begin from here because you've been here so many times. You are Ugandan? Yes. Please tell us your name. And the microphone will go up to uh, the usher. Christopher? Is it on? Is it on? Yes, my name is Christopher. Welcome, Christopher. Uh, my name is Simut Hayes. Sorry, are you no. a Bible school student? or? No, I'm not a Bible school student. I used yeah. to have the uh, fortune to travel with the Bible school students. Yeah, but I've you, been a Bible school student. Six years ago? Six years ago. Yeah. Great. You're the part of the first class. Yes, I was the first class, yes. Okay. We go to my brother. Oh, hallelujah, praise the Lord. My name is Christer, and uh, I'm here because I have a pastor uh, who invited me. Uh, I'm taken already, so. <laughs> Hello. Nice to see you all. My name is Olivia. Yes, I'm a student in Bible school. Praise Jesus. My name is Steve. I'm from Nigeria, but I live in Sweden. I'm Bible study. My name is Elvira. I'm a student in Bible school. My name is Sarah, and I'm second year in Bible school. This is your second time to be here. You love it? <laughs> My name is Deborah, and I'm a student in Bible school. My name is Esther, and I'm also a student in Bible school. 
I'm also a student and my name is Frida. My name is Josephine and I'm also a student. My name is Alicia and I'm also a student from the Bible School. And my name is Amanda and I'm also a student from Bible School. And my name is Alex and this is my second time here. <laughs> hello, my name is Dennis and I'm also one of the Bible students here. Hello, hello, uh, my name is Joel and I'm also a Bible student. Hello, my name is Malik. I am a Bible school student and an OSHA in City Church International. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we are so, so blessed to be here. God bless you all. And uh, tell us what you do. Uh, what's your job? I am a fighter. He's a fighter. <laughs> so, he's a wrestler. Seriously, he's, uh, uh, you know, what amazes me, sometimes he comes to me and says, Pastor, I'm going to work tomorrow. Can you pray for me? And we, <laughs> and we pray at the end of the day, say, go kill them. <laughs> praise the Lord. Praise oh, the Lord. Yeah. But, but uh, he's a wonderful man. And, uh, you know, every time I enter the church building and he's standing on the, on the door, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> don't play with him. God bless you so much. <laughs> let's, let's clap our hands and appreciate the team from Sweden. God bless you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. And we're going to be working together uh, this week. Uh, we're going to be serving our community. And uh, we're going to be working together here in the revival meeting. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, City Church is a big church. Uh, this is a big, big dream and a big picture of what God is doing. And uh, we are in these different locations for a purpose. And we're going to look at that today. We are um, going to serve the city of Kampala this week. And uh, I want us to prepare ourselves for that. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. Is there anything else I need to do before I preach? No? Okay. Uh, my, let's go, into, uh, let's go to uh, today's topic. is the power of the gospel. Write it down. The power of the gospel. We are talking about the power of the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ is such a powerful gospel. We have so many gospels, okay? Uh, we have so many messages around the world. CNN has a message. You know that? BBC has a message. Uh, Bukede Day TV has a message. Uh, WBS has a message. Um, New Vision has a message. Bukede Day newspaper has a message. The MP of Kampala, yeah, Kampala District, is it Kampala District? The MP or the mayor of the city has a message. They all preach their messages. They, everybody has a gospel. The witch doctor has a message. The Muslim brother has a message. But, I have looked at all of them and I have studied all of them and have observed all of them and have discovered that there is one message that changes human beings. There is one message that brings transformation in our community that will never be forgotten. There is this powerful message that has been preached 
for years and years and is still growing in influence and a great impact has been brought to our faces. This is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the gospel that is above every gospel. This is the gospel that changed me. This is the gospel that changed you. This is the message that took me from my past. And now I'm living today, going to my future. It is the message of the gospel that raised me and raised you. It is the message that takes us from the old picture to the new picture. It is the message of the cross, the message of Jesus Christ. And this is the message that Jesus preached. And this is the message that Jesus tells us to preach. This is the reason why we plant churches like City Church Kampala to preach the message of Jesus Christ. Everyone say amen. Now, but this message is so powerful. This message is so great. This message comes with power to transform. When the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is preached or proclaimed, it comes with power. When this message is preached, it comes with everything that it contains and gives it to the hearer. It releases power to bring the kingdom of God in our society. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, when it is proclaimed or when it is preached, it releases that kingdom and it becomes this kingdom. It brings the kingdom of heaven and that kingdom comes and begins to live with us in our society. When this message is preached, the kingdom of God kisses the earth and we stop calling it that kingdom and we call it this kingdom we stop calling it their kingdom. We call it our kingdom. Because the message comes with it. Let's go to Matthew 4. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. And we shall read to verse 24. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. When this message is proclaimed, it releases the kingdom. To come in our society. Jesus went throughout Galilee. Matthew chapter 4. Verse 23 to 24. Jesus went throughout Galilee. Teaching in their synagogues. Proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. Okay. The gospel. When he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom. Something happened. Let's go and look at it. Proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among people. News about him spread all over Syria. And people brought to him all who were ill with so many diseases. Those suffering severe pain, the demon possessed, were all brought to him. When the message of the kingdom was preached by Jesus, when he proclaimed the message, the good news of the kingdom is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So when Jesus went to these places and proclaimed the gospel and preached the good news of the kingdom, the kingdom came. And when the kingdom came because it was mentioned, 
something happened. It came with what? Healing every disease. It came and healed all manner of sickness. Took away all infirmity among the people. And the report about Jesus Christ went all over the place. When the kingdom came, there were people who were dim, uh, demonized. When the kingdom came, the Bible says, all the devil, all the demons left. All evil left. This is what the kingdom comes with. This is the power that the kingdom comes with it. But when we proclaim the message, the message introduces Paul to the kingdom. The message introduces the kingdom to the people or ushers the kingdom. When the message is preached, the kingdom is ushered in. And when the kingdom comes, there are two kingdoms that will never agree. They'll never, never agree. The kingdom of the devil and the kingdom of God. So when the message is preached, the kingdom of God is introduced to our society. And when it comes, it pushes the kingdom of the devil away from our society. It's so powerful. So this is the power of the kingdom. When the message of the kingdom is preached, healing comes. The message of the kingdom is preached, demons leave. When the message of the kingdom is preached, the blind see. When the message of the kingdom is preached, the lame walk. When the message of the kingdom is preached, transformation comes. Number two, the proclaimed gospel creates faith. When the message of the kingdom is preached, it creates faith. When the scriptures are read, when the spoken word comes in the ears of people, they receive faith. So there is no faith if we don't preach the message of the kingdom. People will not believe in the Jesus, the King of Kings that we believe in until we preach his message to them. People will never be part of this kingdom until we preach the message of the kingdom to them. When we preach that message to them, they receive faith. Faith is created by preaching of the gospel. Romans 10 verse 17 says... Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So when the word of God is preached, then people receive faith. In other words, when the message is preached, faith comes. Faith comes when the promises of God are declared to the people. Faith comes when the word of God or the promises of God are declared to the people. So the reason why we have prepared love encounter, the reason why we have revival meetings in this place is to declare the promises of God to the people because when the promises of God are declared, faith comes. And when faith comes, people begin to receive everything that God promised them. Let's go to 1 Peter 
chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. He personally bore our sins in his own body on the tree. As on, why don't you give me King James? I want King James. New King James. That's what I'm using. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and the overseer of your souls. Now, this is good news. This is good news. And when this is preached, the person who is condemned, the person who is living in sin, receives that faith, that he did the work for me. When this is preached, because this is the good news for the sick, if someone is suffering with pain in their body, and this is preached to them, and you help them to find out this truth about them, what this does is it creates faith in them, and they believe that Jesus died for me, and by his stripes I am healed. And when that information is passed on to them by the preacher of this message, faith is created, and they receive their healing. Faith comes when the promises of God are declared to the people. Now, the most important and powerful influence in bringing a person to faith in Christ is a testimony of a person that has been touched by Jesus, a believer. Your testimony is very important. To the person that needs a miracle. That's why when God heals you, don't keep quiet because your testimony brings so much influence. Your testimony is so powerful, it brings influence in a person, it brings faith to that person. So I want to take a testimony. Uh, from uh, Stockholm because what I believe that the message of the kingdom is supposed to be preached in words but also in actions. And that is what we want to focus on this week. 
that everyone who comes through the doors of this church, of this building, and everyone that is going to meet us will receive a miracle. When the message of the kingdom is preached, faith is created. And when a testimony is told, people believe. Let me take that testimony. Uh, come and tell us, pick that microphone. He's going to speak to us and tell us a testimony. I want him to tell it because I tell so many testimonies and um, I don't want people to think that I'm adding. It's easy for people to think like that. So I want you to tell us what happened to Faith, a lady that got healed a few weeks ago in Stockholm and how it happened. All right. Yes, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree completely. Uh, I uh, first wondered why the pastor asked me to come and talk about this, but I, I, I'm standing here right before you as a witness before God, because I saw this with my own eyes. Uh, and I sensed what was going on in my spirit and my soul when I saw it happening. And we had been praying, we had had strong prayer uh, in church, and uh, in the end of that meeting, pastor got a couple of words of knowledge, which, which is like supernatural information about things uh, that God wants to release in people's lives that, that may touch some more specific than others. And this word, one of the words was about someone having pain uh, more or less in her womb, uh, which is a very special word for a woman to get like that uh, in public. But anyway, this woman, she came forth to get prayer, and I was standing not that far away, and so I was like feeling the atmosphere coming. And when she got prayer, I, let's say, she got touched by, by the power of God immediately. And, and for, for, this was going on, because Pastor prayed a couple of times for her, and she got touched so you could see it physically, because she was like under the power of God. And when I was standing there seeing this and sensing what was going on, I just started crying. Because I could sense that that was a miracle going on and, and you feel the love of God, you feel the goodness of God being right there. And you see some, someone who is suffering from pain getting touched by the power of God, which she was. And she started, with, she had had so much pain, so she could not sit with us, but she was standing at the back more or less hiding, but she was a, she's, a, she's a prayer woman, and she was fasting, and she was before the Lord during the prayer meeting, so seeking his face, because she had been told by the doctor that she needed to go through an operation. She had a cyst in her womb, so it was like six centimeters. Uh, and then, uh, during prayer, it was clear that she was touched, but uh, you don't know exactly what has happened until you go and get it confirmed by a doctor. Uh, and then, uh, I think 10 days later, she came to, to our church meeting during Sunday and gave her testimony in front of the whole church. And that testimony was awesome. It was so fantastic. And she could speak about what had happened in detail. Uh, it was so clear, giving glory uh, and understanding to people what God had done. And she told us that when she got information about uh, this diagnosis that, which showed in X-rays clearly that she had this cyst, and the doctor told it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tumor. It's a type of tumor, I think. Yeah, cyst or, or like a tumor, which yeah. is very close. It's uh, it's very dangerous. Yeah. 
And, and the doctor had seen on an x-ray that she had this and told her you need to go through an operation. And then this, this woman, she actually talked out of her heart and her according to her belief, she told the doctor, no, I am a believer and I, I'm, 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 I'm counting on God to heal me, and which is a very bold, bold way to talk to a doctor. And I must admit that me as a Swede, when I come to a doctor, I submit to the authority of this doctor, so I, I might, let's say, accept the, the, the verdict. But this, this, this uh, woman, she's, she's, she's apparently not like that. So she spoke out boldly before the doctor, uh, telling us all that she had been speaking that, according to her faith, she was expecting to receive a miracle from God. And uh, of course, this doctor was accepting what she said, but the doctor had uh, I think it was a, a woman uh, had her own thoughts about it, but so 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 okay. But uh, let's uh, let's give it some time, and you come back for another appointment. And and that second appointment, when she when when she was going to come back, was after she had got prayer in church. So she came there, and there was a new X-ray taken, and the doctor comes out and see. I, I, it's very strange. But I can't I can't see anything uh, on the X-ray. There is nothing. Now, this woman, this, thank you so much. Now, this lady is standing behind the curtain. Uh, uh, she can't sit down. We were wondering, because every time she came, she stood behind the curtain. Because she didn't want to sit. So much pain. And, and she receives a word. She hears a word from the Lord. And she receives faith. And she comes for prayer. God touches her. The tumor disappears. She goes back to the doctor, and the doctor says, I saw a black thing here. It's no longer there. It was six centimeters, and, and, and she was supposed to go through an operation. She received the word, stood on it, and God healed her. So this is what we do. Jesus is so powerful. When you talk about him, he performs miracles, signs, and wonders. Another lady... She was up in the balcony, feeding her baby. And the word came for another lady who was sitting down. And this lady had a flow of blood for three months. And she was in pain for three months. Constant flow of blood, constant pain. And she was on morphine, a very strong painkiller. She receives a word, and she takes it, and the blood stops immediately. Immediately the word was spoken, stopped. She received a healing. That lady who was in the balcony remembered her sister in Nairobi, Kenya. We are in Stockholm. In Nairobi, Kenya, remembered her sister who had the same very problem. And she says, I know that this word has come to a lady who is here. Day, but I'm taking it for my sister in Nairobi, Kenya. And she raises her hands and says, Father, I take that word for her. I receive it for her. I stand in the gap for her. Immediately, her sister is in Nairobi, walking on the street. Immediately, she feels something. And she runs in the bathroom to check herself. The blood had stopped and the pain left. Immediately. We are in Stockholm and a miracle is happening in Kenya. When the message is preached, the message releases power to heal the sick. 
When the message is declared, the kingdom of God is released on the earth. And when the kingdom of God is released on the earth, it comes with power to move every obstacle and healing every disease. The message is so powerful. One family came to City Church with a six-year-old son and this son heard me preach the message of the kingdom talking about healing and he believed in healing they live in another city in Uppsala and they left Stockholm on, on, on Sunday night and went back to Uppsala and this boy knew that his teacher was sick the teacher had a problem in her body very serious problem and so this boy believed in the message and the boy sits in the class and looks at the teacher early in the morning the teacher speaking to them and the boy raises his hand and says Jesus heal my teacher instantly the teacher gets healed instantly the teacher gets healed now the teacher was close to the and the teacher speaks to the mother of the boy. Say, I am healed. My body is free. And the boy remembered and went to the mother and said, I prayed. Because the pastor said, we have the power to heal the sick. Six-year-old boy believing in the message of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And when this message is believed and proclaimed, the power to heal comes with it. When this message comes to us, it comes with everything that it contains. The message of the kingdom contains peace and freedom and healing and transformation. I don't know what people are going through, but I know that when they come here this week, Jesus will to them. And the message of the kingdom will be preached and no demon, no sickness stands. I believe in the power of the kingdom because I believe in Jesus. I believe in the power of Jesus and I believe in miracles because I believe in Jesus. And I'm a strong believer that you and I, we are able to create the atmosphere of signs and wonders where we live. I'm a strong believer that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. My Jesus is the same. Let me say this to you before I close. The reason why we plant churches in society is to bring healing in our society. So any church that is not bringing healing to society should probably close down. And why should I be a believer believing in Jesus Christ and I do not introduce him to the next person who needs a miracle? Probably I'm not a believer. So this is what I believe. If I am a believer, if you are a believer that has believed in Jesus Christ, a disciple of Jesus Christ, you should introduce him to the next person who needs him. So if 
we have a true church in any community that is his embassy where he must operate so if we do not give him room to operate that embassy should close down tells us how we should preach the gospel in our society in Matthew 10 verse 7 to 18 this is what Jesus says to us everywhere he says and preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand as you go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand okay heal the sick cleanse the lepers raise the dead cast out demons so he says to us when you go this is how you should preach preach saying this is what you should say everywhere you go the kingdom of god is here and when you say the kingdom of god is here demonstrate the power of the kingdom because if the kingdom of god comes this is what must happen heal the sick cleanse the lepers raise the dead cast out demons freely you have received freely give this is how we should preach this is what every church should practice we are the place where the supernatural power lives this is how we should preach the gospel the kingdom of god we are here to declare the kingdom of god the message of the kingdom and when we preach the message of the kingdom miracles signs and wonders must follow proclaiming the gospel involves notable evidence notable evidence acts chapter 4 verse 13 to verse 16 now when they saw the boldness of peter and john and, and, and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men they marveled and they realized that they had been with jesus and seeing the man not this and seeing the man who had been healed standing with them they could say nothing against him the reason why they close our churches down is because society has not seen any good thing out of us how can they close a church how can they bite a hand that feeds them but when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council they conferred among themselves saying what shall we do to these men for indeed that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident do you see that in your bible he says a miracle that they've done is evident to all who dwell in jerusalem and we cannot deny it so the message of the kingdom must be followed by miracles, signs, and wonders. The blind must see, the lame might walk, might, must walk, cancer must go, tumors must leave. Power must be demonstrated to the people. In the court of law, all of us, Jesus gave us a message to preach. He says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be 
my witnesses in Jerusalem, Samaria, Judea, and up to the end of the earth. You and I have received the Holy Spirit to be a witness. But in, in, in the court of law, this is a principle that works even in the realm of the spirit. In the court of law, witnesses or a witness carries two factors. One, verbal testimony, saying what you heard or saying what you saw, okay, with your mouth. Telling the judge or telling the court that I'm here as a witness because I saw. And you say the things you heard or the things you saw, all right? Are we together? So that is verbal testimony. But your testimony might not work for the judge to make a good judgment until you bring proof. So verbal testimony carries no power without proof. The only thing that brings power to a verbal testimony is proof. If you have no proof, it will not help you. That is why Jesus says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses because he knows we cannot just talk about it and win the battle. We must show. That's why Jesus says, when you go, go saying, the kingdom of God is at hand. And when you give that verbal testimony, please show them evidence. This is what in the book of Acts, this is what happened. They saw a notable miracle. Evidence. The same is true in the supernatural realm. Our witness of the gospel must include both testimony and evidence. Evidence is a demonstration of the manifest or the manifestation of God's power. Now, I want you to understand that what I'm talking about is very easy. You see, people complicate miracles. They complicate signs and wonders. And you see, that's why we all line up on the streets of our cities and wait for a great evangelist to come with the power to heal the sick in our city. And we wait for him and clap our hands and receive him like a king. And when he comes, he heals the sick because he has obeyed. And he goes, and we think he has gone. We shall wait for him next year to come and heal more sick in our city. The thing is this, that man has just obeyed, and you are living in disobedience. That is why you don't see what he sees. So simple. They will lay their hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. Nothing else. He doesn't tell me. Jump seven times and heal the sick. Run a hundred miles and heal the sick. Walk out and heal the sick. He doesn't. He says, lay your hands on the sick. Now I'm going to ask all of you, find your neighbor and just put your hand there. On someone's shoulder or, your, or someone's head or just lay your hands. In a proper place, please. <laughs> lay your hands on somebody, your neighbor. Take off. Now, I want you to lay your hands on one person, either the head or the shoulder. Lay your hand there, 
Take it off. Put it back. Take it off. And put it back. And take it off. And put it back. And take it off. Put it back. Take it off. Is that difficult? So why do you complicate miracles, signs and wonders? Why? Lay your hands again. Remove them. Lay. Take it away. And put it back. Close your eyes. Now look at the cross. Can you imagine what happened at the cross? How can your neighbor receive it? Look at me now. Through laying on of hands. Now close your eyes. See the blood of Jesus. Open your eyes. Lay your hands on your neighbor. Close your eyes. What do you see? The blood of Jesus. You see healing. You see transformation. You see what Jesus did. Can you pray for your neighbor? Just pray. Just pray. Amen. Look at me. Now, what is difficult? What have you done that has made you so tired? What have you done that is so complicated? Just obey. Just obey. He says, you lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. So, I have chosen to obey. Someone asked me, I said, why have you seen so many miracles? And I said, because I obey. Someone comes and says, I'm sick. Oh, you're sick. All right. This is what he told me to do. Now, I have to close this, but let me tell you the truth. The truth is this, that you and I are not supposed to do hard work because Jesus did the hard work. I do not understand why people complicate faith, they complicate miracles, signs and wonders. I don't understand why, because Jesus did the hard work for me in order for me to do the easy work. So my job is here to walk on the streets of my city doing the easy work. God heal you. God will heal you. God will heal you. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Even he says, cast demons in my name. So I don't have to, ah, go, 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 go. Say, in the name of Jesus, go. In the name of Jesus, go. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Declare the word. Speak the word. When you preach the message of the kingdom, it comes with everything it carries. Praise the Lord. Now, let me say this. I want you to make this very simple in your mind. And when you do that, walk in obedience. Walk. This week, we're all going to pray for the sick. Raise your hands. In the name of Jesus, all of these hands will heal the sick. In the name of Jesus, all of these hands will heal the sick. In the name of Jesus, all of them will heal the sick. In the name of Jesus. All of them will heal the sick. In Jesus' mighty name. All of them will heal the sick. All of them 
will heal the sick.